Hi there, it's Sam. Welcome to Radio Headspace and to Friday, and my last episode for a few months. Today, I want to unpack the feeling of shame, as it's so ubiquitous and relevant to all of us to some extent. Of all the difficult emotions, I think shame is one of the toughest. In moments of shame, we feel a sense of unworthiness, that we're undeserving of love and belonging. And I also want to point out the difference between guilt and shame, as these words are often confused. We can think of guilt as a healthier emotion, and this is because with guilt, we see our actions as negative instead of our entire selves as flawed and irreparable. Guilt allows us to empathize, helping us to reflect on the impact that our actions have on others. Shame, however, creates a vortex of self-rumination that makes it impossible to access empathy. That's why shame can be such a dangerous emotion. When people feel shame often enough, they can harbor violent urges toward the people shaming them. And research shows that adolescents are particularly susceptible to the pain of shame as their young lives center on social ties. It's important to note that the experience of shame and guilt are to some extent culturally bound. For example, research has shown that in interdependent cultural contexts, like those of Taiwan and China, guilt can signal someone's concern for relational harmony with other people. While in more independent cultural contexts, like the US and Australia, guilt is connected to one's poor performance or behavior at work or home. So the way our societies at large interpret these emotions affects how we interpret and act upon them. So how can we help ourselves and loved ones deal with big emotions like guilt and shame? If you're a parent, it's important not to shame children by labeling them, meaning who they are, as bad or good. Instead, focus on the behavior that you want to correct and help them see the impact these behaviors have on themselves and others. It's also helpful to remind them of their good qualities so that they can remember their own ability to be helpful, kind, and determined. And here are four steps for dealing with shame when it arises for you. First, name shame when it arises and offer compassion to yourself in the moment by acknowledging how difficult it can be to experience it. Next, take time to think about what brings on shame for you. I know that I can feel shame really easily, especially when certain insecurities are involved. And when you know what causes moments of shame for you, you'll be able to acknowledge it and bounce back sooner. Next, check in with the expectations you place on yourself. Sometimes we can slip into perfectionism, expecting ourselves to be on the top of our game all the time. Speaking to yourself with compassion instead of berating yourself will help you to accept how you are in each moment. And accepting ourselves just as we are with compassion allows us to grow with grace. We can make gentle changes that we want to see in ourselves little by little, instead of expecting them to happen all at once. Lastly, find someone you can talk to about shame. It may be your significant other or a friend or family member. As we have the courage to talk about our own shame, we'll quickly see that we're not alone. Talking about shame also keeps us from falling into the trap of avoiding how we feel instead of moving forward. 
On that note, my good friend and fellow teacher Kesanga has a great meditation in the Headspace app called Moving Beyond Shame, if you're interested. I hope you found today's episode helpful. And if you want to connect on social media, you can follow me on Instagram at anchored underscore Sam. It's my true pleasure to share these insights and stories with you. Take good care and I'll see you back here soon.